Welcome to Nefarious New York. I'm Allison. And I'm Meredith. So we'll just jump right into this case. Uh, I guess we shall. I hope everyone's having a very good end to their summer. Oh, don't say that yet. I don't want to say end yet. Oh, God. So sad. You know, there's kind of like this little butterfly in my stomach and this anticipation of what she bring in today. Mm-hmm. Well, Simonette Mapes was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico on September 25th, 1982. So her father was in the Air Force and the family moved around all the time. They were from, I believe, Staten Island. So all of the family, the extended family was in Staten Island. And they moved to Staten Island in 1988. And then they ended up moving to an army base in Brooklyn, which I didn't know there was an army base in Brooklyn. No, sleep till Brooklyn. Sorry. (laughs) They also lived in Florida for two years and then returned to Brooklyn. She graduated from Fort Hamilton High School and earned her bachelor's and master's degrees, both in education from the College of Staten Island. Simonette met Jonathan Krupe, and they married in 2009, and they settled in New Springville in 2009. Where's that? I believe it is in Staten Island. Oh, okay. So they're both teachers at the School for Classics, an academy of thinkers, writers, and performers in Brooklyn. Simonette also ran the Girls Leadership Club and founded the school's Fairy Godmothers Project, which provided prom dresses for needy girls. And this is a quote from her uncle. He said, 15 kids couldn't afford caps and gowns for graduation, and she paid for it out of her own pocket. She's a good person. She, I was just going to say, she seems like a good person to me. So Simonette and Jonathan would have this tradition every year. They would both teach summer school. So at the end of summer school, they would then go to Disney every year. Nice. In July 2012, they were about to celebrate their fifth wedding anniversary. But on the 5th, so July 5th, Jonathan came home to find Simonette face down on the floor at about 2.45 p.m. And he called 911. I just came home. My wife is dead. Oh, my God. I think my house was robbed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How long ago could this have happened? I have no idea. I left this morning. Oh, my God. I don't hear anything suspicious there. The only I thing mean, I don't like is the end where he's like, my wife is dead. Oh, well, well, d- right. But, you know, I don't I don't I don't know how he cries. Yes, that did strike me as oh, like that was so fake. But I don't know how mm-hmm. this guy cries. Right. Maybe he's a fake crier. However, it was more the beginning of the call. The beginning of the call, he doesn't seem as startled. Okay. And he kind of built himself up to that hysterical state where I think I'd be hysterical right from the beginning. But again, like, you know, my mouth to God's ears, I never have to witness something like that. But I think I would be more hysterical. Right. And especially 
what you know when he's saying that you know there's blood all over the floor and blah 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 blah. exactly the police also found her two dogs locked in a separate room Mm. now they're thinking and it looks like the house is ransacked so they're thinking a burglary or robbery gone terribly wrong right the police obviously checked jonathan out and he had a pretty perfect alibi and they always check out the husband, right? People closest to the victim. I was just going to say yes. Well, I hate when I say that. I was just going to say. That, well, just say yes. Just say it. <laughs> so he ran a series of errands that morning. He went to the school to pick some stuff up. He went to a store. He took his car in to get service. So he has receipts. And there's surveillance video that supports most of his stops. He also texted her throughout his errand saying, hey, I'm running to get the car inspected now and never got responses from her, but was texting her. Okay. So everything kind of lines up with his alibi. So far. At her, (laughs) so far. At her funeral, he, he was obviously distraught, sobbing, and he held a rosary wrapped around his left hand and he had a cross dangling under his ring finger he kissed two long stem roses before throwing them on her casket. And this was on July 10th, 2012. She mm. was buried. So about a month after his wife's killing, Jonathan hadn't made any public statements about the crime and he had retained the services of a criminal defense attorney. Hmm. Because I've never been <laughs> witness, thank God, knock on wood, to these types of crimes and I know we mentioned in the last case, you know, why are you retaining a lawyer right. if you didn't do anything? Maybe that's just what people do. But if you're not a suspect so far, why are you retaining an attorney? Well, in the news reports that came out a couple of days after her murder, there was some little articles saying, we're still suspicious, this doesn't add up kind of thing. So right. the public sentiment is this is not making sense. There's a robbery, but she's stabbed 15 times. Like It's more like a anger. A, an anger, right. And, and those are the personal, things that, Personal thing. Right. And those are the things that people who really have knowledge of these types of crimes, those are the things that they point out, right? So those are the clues that they put together. So there is some suspicion on him. So yeah. that's probably why he retained the attorney. That's why I'm retaining a lawyer. Right, exactly. The police are, as we just kind of mentioned, suspicious of him still. And they're still kind of piecing the things together. And they're really looking a little deeper into his alibi. And one of the stops he said he made was to Home Depot. But the police reviewing the surveillance footage did find him in all the other stops, but did not find him going into Home Depot. So this is kind of making them suspicious. Like he obviously did not run that errand. Right. But told them that he did. They went back to the house and did a more thorough search. And in a closet behind like a bunch of clothes, they found a backpack and in it was some evidence of a secret life that Jonathan was leading. Mm. So it had a cell phone and they went in it and they looked at all the numbers and they were all unknown numbers, but they called a few and they led them to some prostitutes. Which doesn't make him a killer right now, just makes him a shitty husband. However, there's now they've got to go deeper. They start looking 
into basically everything to do with him. And they find that although he's portraying that he got his master's degree and she did as well, he actually didn't get it. He never even enrolled to get it. He never went to any classes. And he spent about $50,000 of that money on strip clubs and prostitutes and this secret life. Hmm over the four years of their marriage. That's a lot of money in four years. Holy crap. That's a lot of money. He obviously had an addiction. And his favorite prostitute, and one of the ones that the phone numbers led him to, was called Miss Pumpkin. (laughs) So he spent the most of his money... On the pumpkin. So in November of 2012, about four months after Simonette's death, the police did arrest Jonathan and he was staying at his mother's home in Brooklyn since the murder. Is that enough to arrest him? Well, they possibly have more. Okay. So he was charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon. And her mother is saying, we knew it was him. It was too brutal of a crime for it to be anybody else. Mm. So we're going to see some more evidence, right? They have what we've already discussed, kind of his inconsistencies and his lying and him being a prostitute addict. A prostitute addict. I think that's a sex addict. Specializing well, a sex in addict, prosti- but specializing in prostitution. Yeah, focusing focus right. with a focus on prostitutes. Correct. So during Jonathan's trial, the medical examiner testified that Simonette had died of stab wounds to her neck and back, which perforated her aorta, lung, and jugular vein. Mm. The doctor said that she did not die immediately, but rather bled out slowly. He couldn't pinpoint how long it would have taken. And notably, there were 11 stab wounds on her back and three to her neck. That's brutal. Some of them were so deep that the hilt of the knife, so that's like the handle part, left marks on her body. So it went all the way in. Oh, my God. Jesus. The police found on his computer that he had recently done searches for manners of death, crime scene cleanup, throat slashing, neck snapping, bleaching blood stains, and destroying DNA evidence, as well as a lot of pornography, prostitutes, searching, you know, searching for prostitutes and strip clubs. Oh, Jonathan. Right. Jesus. I never understand that either. You're searching on your computer. They're going to find that. And, and the other thing is, I mean, okay, throat slashing, neck snapping, it, those, are, those are quicker ways. What he did was just brutal. Right. Allegedly did. I don't know, but let's see. <laughs> I'm assuming he did this. Well, so it kind of comes together that Simonette knew and recently figured out what was going on and Mm. she was going to confront him. She had told her mother about it and was going to leave him. So the couple, they would argue about this regularly and she would forgive him, but the failure to complete the master's degree and the money and all that, it was just too much for her. So one of the arguments happened upstairs and then he pushed her down the stairs. So she's, not dead from this fall, but she's injured. Right. And he grabbed a knife while she was injured there and kind of couldn't help herself and stabbed her 
you know, 14, 15 times. And then in an attempt to cover up the crime, he overturned furniture and made it look like a home invasion, which is what the police initially thought. Initially, right. After he did all this, he cleans up, he goes to do some errands, and instead of going to Home Depot, it was discovered that he went to Miss Pumpkin for sex. He murders his wife, goes and creates an alibi, has sex with his favorite prostitute, then comes home and calls 911. And you'll listen now knowing all this. And you may have felt that not knowing the story when you listened to his 911 call, that it wasn't quite right. Now they can put it all together. Right. Again, what is the motive here? Just leave your wife. You know what I would also be curious about? I'd be curious to know, and I'm sure there's a statistic out there and we'll have to look it up, of how many of these crimes, or let's just say murders in general, uh, how many of them are done by somebody that the person knows? Even if somebody was going into the house and they were robbing it, are they going to push her down the stairs and stab her 15 times? No. You know, nine times out of 10, you're going to get caught. So, and especially if you're stupid and you have a history on your computer and you're not covering your tracks and you're not, because most people are not professional murders, murderers, right? So they're going to do something wrong that's going to eventually get them caught. So after a five-week trial and they only deliberated for two and a half hours, they did convict him of murder and he was sentenced to 25 to life. All of his appeals have been denied, and he is not eligible for parole until 2037. So just a little update on him. In 2016, he put a profile up on a website called convictpenpals.com. His profile states... I'm not married and I don't have any kids. No baby mama drama here. He did not. And then this is, yes, he did. And this is his profile. Idiot. So here's his thing. I'm a bit of a nerd, but that's cool now, right? I've been told that I'm really funny, adventurous, and down to earth. Oh, and that I'm handsome too, LOL. Being in jail sucks, but I'm an innocent man and I'm working on my appeal. Patience is a virtue, and I've learned a lot of it here. For now, I just want to find an interesting girl to share experiences with. I'm looking for someone who is happy being single, but open to the possibility of a relationship with the right person. Buddy, you're not ever getting out of jail. What relationship? Anyway, he says... Because these people have relationships inside prison. There are girls that specifically... Go on. Look at, look at. I know, you know I we know. We talked about him last week. Look at friggin' Watts. Yeah. He's got like relationships and pen pals. Mm-hmm. I know. The, well, these he women closes are fucking nuts. He closes his profile with, any race, creed, or color is okay with me. Seriously, if you are tall or short, blonde or brunette, tattooed and rude or shy and a prude... It doesn't matter to me. I'm open-minded, and I hope you are too. Take a chance and write me soon. You won't regret it. What a fucking prick. Now, let me ask you another question. 
You might not know sure. this answer. So when people are up for parole, mm-hmm. do they research these types of things? Well, this came out. I mean, this came out and it's not still up. So I'm not sure if they made him take it down. But her mother, I think her mother found it. And then it was all over the paper. Do they research these kind of things? I would think that the family presents this possibly. Right. I'm not sure how much research they put into this kind of stuff, but they know about it. His attorney well, was the one who paid for him to have this profile. Right. So it's, well, I'm sure it's monitored. It's here. Well, here's the other thing too, right? Let's say he was innocent, which he's not. Right. Right. If you were innocent or claiming to be innocent, wouldn't you have some kind of remorse on your, okay, I'm not married because somebody ruined my life by murdering my wife. I didn't mean to Mm -hmm. rhyme there, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any kids. Like, there's absolutely no, never mind remorse, because if he shows remorse, then he's saying I did it. But there's no sadness here. It's very cold and jokey. And it's like just a slap in the face for the family. Completely. It's a punch. It's literally a kick in the gut. What a piece of shit. Sorry. Yeah, he's and he looks like a putz. You're going to I mean, I'm sure he was fine, but he looks like a putz to me. So that was the case this week and i already know what i'm doing next week mm, well he's or not, he's you, as you say he's not eligible for parole until 2037 you better I get your act together dickhead what a pumpkin Seriously. head <laughs> i mean <laughs> ms pumpkin i mean it's not that's that's just that's just horrible you brutally murdered your wife and a couple of hours later had sex with a prostitute. That is not someone that should be allowed out ever. No, or to have a profile. And I never understand these. Like, I understand that there's a lot of innocent people in prison. And But like I said, there are people that go to these websites to purposely have relationships with inmates. Right. And I tried to go on there. So I'm not 100% sure he doesn't have a profile on there. I would have had to pay to join. Yeah, right. To see the profiles. And I was like, no, I don't make enough money. <laughs> could you, and, and that would could be zero. You imagine that Bill, would be zero dollars. Bill finding getting that. like the bill. The bill getting the bill for that. What were Convict you doing? Pen oh, pals. I just, just, just joined a convict pen pal, you know. I mean, and, and I, it, listen, yeah. I'm sure it's easy to get sucked in but don't go there just don't go there i guess the allure right is that you have their i mean undivided attention right you can't they can't go out and go to a club and cheat on you you know they're they're you know where they are at all times so (laughs) kind of like your own mental problem of why you want someone like that Someone yeah, I mean, that's a, and... it's a serious mental problem. Unless you had a relationship with somebody before that was, right. you know, convicted of. But, well, did it, but, sorry, not, did, did Manson get married while he was in jail? 
Yeah, he like, had a whole with, fan to a club. pen pal. He had yeah. an entire fan club. Nutty. I mean, and there were still people from that. Oh, what do they call it? I don't want to say like sect, but his cult cult that were committed to him. Still, there were some people that, you know, broke away from it. But no, there's, there's got to be something going on with you if you are. And I know that that's, you know, that's not really the, the basis of this case. But I'm just I'm surprised to see how often like I was just reading something yesterday on Chris Watts case and he and his cellmate had had this girl that was writing to them and and the cellmate is like engaged to her now so nuts and and you know she's and they all go oh but there's so much more to the case and no the guy freaking admitted to it yeah what is wrong with you my god stupid 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 people listen i've dated some losers in my life but i'd like to think that i learn from that but you know you would draw a line at a convicted murderer maybe i'd like to think that i would yes okay good or you know again i just i have a problem like you're not you're not dating however you say it a guy that's sitting there saying i'm wrongfully committed you know convicted and i loved my wife and it ruined my life and blah 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 like oh i'm not married technically aren't you still well you're a widow but are you even allowed to say you're a widow when you're the one that made you a widow Uh, he's a middow what's a middow uh murdered his wife Oh, um, so I just said a middle, but there's there's got to be a term. Yeah, there's got to be a term for these people besides piece of shit. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah. And I I feel bad. I feel bad for her and I feel bad for her family because here's somebody that you loved. Right. And they were brutally murdered by somebody who was supposed to love and protect them. And they're not even sorry about it. So. um, All right. Well. He's eligible in 2037. I'm going to say sit and rot. I'm going to think that's what's going to happen to him. Give us a little singing. Uh, Nefarious New York. (laughs) 